Welcome to the You Love and You Learn podcast, the place to learn about all things love, relationships, relationship anxiety, and to deconstruct the one-size-fits-all narrative of what it means to be in a happy relationship. I'm your host, Sarah Yudkin, a relationship anxiety coach who's on a mission to discuss the nuances of love and relationships that I wish someone would have shared with me years ago. My goal with each episode is for you to leave with an expanded definition of love and relationships and with practices to carry with you in your life and relationships on a day-to-day basis. I'm so grateful to have you here. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. And today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I don't really have a set itinerary, so to speak. I don't really have a set amount of things I want to talk about. I wrote a few notes here in my journal just to prompt me, but this is just going to be kind of a raw and real episode where I share what's been coming up for me lately around the topic of self-love. And I think, you know, being the You Love and You Learn podcast, I think that I often talk about relationships with other people, but the relationship we have with ourself is really important. And the relationship we have with ourself definitely affects the relationships that we have with other people. And I just have a lot coming up for me on this lately. So I'm excited to dive in. Before I do, if you've been enjoying the podcast or if you've learned something from one of the episodes, it would mean so much to me if you are able to share this with other people in your life, a friend, someone who might need to hear something in one of the episodes. It really helps to get the word out and it really helps me um, just help reach more people to share the messages in this podcast. And so I really, really appreciate it if you have been enjoying the podcast. And thank you so much for listening. I really enjoy hearing the feedback from each of you around the different episodes and just thank you again. So when it comes to self-love, I I think this is something, first of all, I want to acknowledge that everyone's going to have their own journey with this topic. And I think over the years, my definition of what self-love means has evolved or changed. And I, as early as I can really think, I've had reasons that I didn't love myself. And I'm, I'm not here to sound all like depressing and <laughs> negative, but I think that when most of us get honest with ourselves, there's these certain parts of ourselves that we wish were different or we wish um, looked different or we wish we didn't have this personality trait or we want to try and change something about ourselves. And I feel like for me growing up, a lot of that was appearance-based. I always used to, I mean, now I really do love and appreciate it, but I used to not like my red hair because it was unique and not that many people I knew had red hair outside of my family. And it wasn't like when you're a teenager, I feel like it's not necessarily the, the cool color hair to have. Um, and I had crooked teeth all throughout middle school and high school. Um, my braces didn't come off until senior year of high school. So (laughs) I think, again, if you can just picture yourself back in your teenage years, and these are really formative years when you're just like comparing yourself a lot and trying to find your place in the world. And I just feel like 
right from the get-go when I was in those middle school and high school years, I had so much about myself that I wanted to be different or wanted to change. And maybe everyone does in middle school or high school. I don't know. I don't know if that's super common. I think it probably is. Um, but that's just what's coming up for me as like when I can remember um, that first starting and all the way through college and after college. And even now there's just been different phases of wanting to kind of grow or I guess change and change and growth are definitely not bad by any means. But what I've realized a lot recently is that most of the growth and the change and the stuff that I've been trying to do over the years to learn and and to show up is kind of to change myself in some ways. And so I think there's this delicate balance of growth and evolving and trying to kind of be this great version of yourself and and be really proud of the person you're becoming. But I think there's a fine line that I'm seeing where it becomes this like subtle form of perfectionism. Like I'm just going to heal everything about myself that I don't like and then I can love myself or like myself more. And I remember even uh, before I had You Love and You Learn, this was back in 2016 through like 2018 or so, I made a fitness uh, Instagram. So it's kind of funny because I've had past lives where I've shared my story on Instagram and people resonated with it, but I did a workout program. Um, It's called Kayla Itzines, like bikini body guide. I don't know if it's even still happening. Um, But back in the day, I was like very in it. It was something that a lot of people at that time, I guess, were starting the program. And a lot of people were kind of creating fitness uh, Instagrams to share their journey. And at the time, I knew that I just needed to change. But what was driving it was my physical body. Like I didn't love my physical body. I didn't feel good and just felt like I really needed to lose weight and I wasn't feeling my best self. And for context, I was over 25 pounds heavier at that time and my body was perfectly fine, but I didn't feel good. Um, And so as much as now looking back in hindsight, I can see that the transformation was much more about like my mental health and taking care of myself and really, you know, creating a lifestyle that prioritizes health and well-being. I think at the time it was purely driven by, I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I need, need to fix this part of myself. I need to fix this. I need to look better. I need to be skinnier. And a lot of my clients can resonate with going through their own journey with eating or with working out. Um, I personally, there were definitely times where I would binge eat and then kind of go back to like diet starts Monday mode and just really be trying to like do things as best as possible to like show up and and like be the skinny girl and and do whatever but then on the weekends it would just like all go out the window and so once I started this fitness um, journey if you will I feel like I was able to take things a little bit more in moderation 
And now, I mean, it's almost been, it's like over seven years since I started that. And I think I can safely say I'm in a much healthier place now where I do feel like you can have things in moderation and I don't try to fully restrict things. Um, I am a little bit more what you would call like an intuitive eater. But all of that to say is seven years ago when I kind of started this personal development journey alongside like the the health and wellness journey, that's when I kind of started getting into self-development. The first book I ever read was You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. That was at least the first self-development book that I can really remember. And it's a great book. There's so much wisdom in there. And I think that like that really started this drive and love of me to learn and to listen to podcasts and read books. And at one point I even used to like only read self-development books because I thought reading fiction was a waste of time and it was like not something that I should be doing. And so all this to say is that over the last seven plus years, I've definitely gone through different stages of trying to love myself better and to try and grow. And what I'm seeing now is that a lot of it was unintentionally, of course, being driven by this place in me that said, well, I don't like this part of myself, so let me fix it or get rid of it. Let me um, be a better person. Let me try to do this thing and that thing that will make me a better human, so to speak. And what I'm, I mean, in the last few months and longer than that, like I've kind of been sitting with this idea, but I haven't really seen it so much in my own life as the last few months, which is that I still have a hard time fully accepting all of the parts of myself. I still have a hard time being at peace with the parts that are judgmental or the parts that are anxious or the parts that are trying to be perfect all the time, Um, the parts of me that have guilt and shame and fear, there's still some judgment around these areas. And I think it's just interesting because I know how important acceptance is. And I think that there are moments where I'm really great at accepting what's going on. And then there's also moments where I am accepting myself, but with some caveats. And that's what I want to talk more about today is maybe for you to stop and reflect and think, and I'm, you know, sharing this from my own thinking and reflecting lately, but what are the parts of you that you just still think like, well, all of this other stuff is okay about me, but this thing is really bad. Or, yeah, yeah, like it's okay that, you know, I feel anxious sometimes, but the fact that I think other people sometimes are attractive besides my partner, oof, no, that is completely wrong. Or I've been in such a good place with my relationship anxiety lately, but all of a sudden it's coming back. Oh no, like what does that say about me and why am I not getting this faster? Or Am I just not able to actually move through this or am I not able to like show up and love another person? It's like we can go into these really dark places sometimes where 
there's parts of ourselves that are okay and acceptable, but then parts of us that we want to kind of banish and get rid of. And I'm realizing that that cycle of trying to fix and get rid of ourselves is actually just (laughs) causing so much more of the discomfort and so much more of the anxiety and so much more of the fear or whatever that we're trying to get rid of in the first place. And one thing I've been thinking about lately is just the fact that humans are hardwired for love and acceptance. And we really all have this innate need as humans for love and acceptance. And so if you kind of filter all of the things that you do or the things about yourself through that lens, it all comes back to ways that we try to seek love and acceptance, love and acceptance from others, whether it's like family, friends, or even strangers on the internet. And I've realized just how much that is really driving everything I do. And of course, you know, when it comes to self-love, I think that the more that we can give ourselves that full love and acceptance, then the less we're going to need it from others or the more that when we get it from others, we will actually receive it. But for example, when I am doing something on social media and it perhaps doesn't get the best response, I can feel really upset by that, really ashamed or guilty or questioning everything. And it's because I have a strong desire for love and approval. And when there's a threat to that love and approval, it feels really big and scary. And so me having fear or shame or guilt or a response to that is simply me responding to being human and craving that approval. Or for example, if I am being very analytical of my relationship, and I think many of you listening can relate to that, if you are analytical in your relationship and have relationship anxiety and feel like it's this constant cycle of just hypervigilance and trying to check in, do I love my partner enough? Are they good enough? All of that. What if that was really you just trying to make sure that you had a life filled with love and approval from not only other people in your life, but from a loving and caring partner. And so you're just trying to do every single thing possible you can to vet this person and be absolutely sure to protect yourself and to protect that love that you would have in your life. And when we really stop to think about that and really understand that most of our actions are from that drive of getting love and approval it just gives a little bit of relief. It gives a little bit of like, okay, even if some of these things I'm deeming as bad or wrong, these are just the ways that I've learned to respond to something in order to protect myself, in order to protect the love and approval from others. And when you really think about that, it, it just gives you so much more freedom. It gives you so much more freedom to accept the full parts of you, the parts that are more acceptable to you, but also the parts that you deem as unacceptable because they have a reason that they're there, even if the reason is maybe a protective mechanism or a pattern 
that is just trying to do its best and there are potentially other ways to do that. And I think that where the nuance comes in here is that just because there's a pattern showing up for you that is maybe unhelpful doesn't mean that you have to have that pattern forever. But accepting that that pattern is there or accepting that that part of you is there first from a place of love and acceptance, a place of kindness and gentleness, a place of, okay, yes, like this part of myself, even even the judgmental parts of myself, like the parts of me that are critical or judgmental or anxious, how can I just hold space for those to be there? And also holding space for the part of yourself that has previously judged these parts as bad or wrong. All of that is okay. Just like my inner, my inner critic is showing up and that's okay. I'm maybe more anxious than normal today. That's okay. I have a lot of sadness and anger coming up today. That's okay. It's making space for all of it and not labeling parts of ourselves as good or bad, right or wrong, and creating this divide internally between these parts of ourselves. There's a quote that I heard on a podcast the other day from Peter Crone, and he said, the hardest part of being human is being human. And I really resonated with it. I think that being human means that we're all going to have like imperfections and inadequacies. And I think that rationally, we all know that to be true. But then when they show up in our own life and they show up within us, it can be really hard to accept that and acknowledge it as true. And it doesn't help that there's like so many societal messages and I've fallen into so many of these. And I've probably even shared some of these unintentionally of like, here's a better way to be. Or, you know, if you just do X, Y, Z, then you'll feel better. But when we're trying to constantly feel better and constantly trying to get rid of these negative feelings or negative experiences or the discomfort, then we're labeling those things as something that are wrong with us. And whenever they come up, which they're inevitably going to come up, then we feel really guilty about it or feel really upset. And even this past weekend, Nate and I were going for a walk and I feel like he can see me so clearly sometimes. And sometimes I have a hard time even seeing myself as clearly as Nate can see me. And he just likes to give me reminders every now and then that my expectations of myself and of life can sometimes just be so, so, so high. If my expectations were, first of all, maybe not so much there or a little bit more realistic, I think I would feel so much better about certain things that are going on. But I oftentimes find myself feeling a little bit disappointed with myself or having a hard time feeling proud of myself. And this is, again, really vulnerable for me to admit some of these things. Um, I think in this episode, I'm really just trying to show you my humanity and invite you to reflect on yours. But it is sometimes, it's like I feel uncomfortable sometimes acknowledging how limited I am when it comes to my own self-love. And so that's why I knew I had to talk about this in this episode because 
I want to practice being okay with the part of me that has high expectations, be okay with them instead of, oh yeah, I shouldn't have such high expectations, I suck. But just making space for whatever is happening in that moment to be there instead of then judging it and saying, well, I should be doing this differently. I should be doing that differently. And this acceptance of what is, is easier said than done. It's a practice. But I think that when we can accept whatever is coming up, we will find that even if whatever's coming up is uncomfortable or, you know, not necessarily like a, an easy thing to be going through, that we'll be able to experience it and move through it. Whereas when I catch myself in these expectations of how something should be going or how something should be different, I notice that then that creates a lot of disconnect. And then I start to judge it and I start feeling like I'm doing something wrong when really I'm just doing exactly what I know to be doing at that moment. I'm always doing my best. That's a belief that's really helped me a lot in the last few years, especially. And I can definitely still give myself that reminder, probably (laughs) forever. But I'm always doing my best. If I could be doing something different, and I know I kind of talked a little bit about some of this in the last solo episode I did, episode number 20, about the six reasons that I feel discontent. I know I talked a little bit about this notion of I'm always doing my best, but it's been a really helpful reminder for me instead of the the reminders that I can sometimes give myself, which is like, you need to be doing more. But this is where it gets cool, right? Is that the more we're practicing acceptance, the more we're practicing self-love and loving ourselves, we can also make peace with the part of ourself that wants to be doing more. Making peace with the part of ourself that is the perfectionist that's driving things forward and welcoming the uncomfortable feelings or emotions. Not necessarily with the hope that by welcoming them, they will move through us faster, but I think that's a byproduct of that. When we can be open to the discomfort and the the quote, quote, more negative or like the more challenging feelings and experiences, then we allow ourselves to actually feel them and and move through it. Whereas I'm sure you can all think of a time where you resisted a feeling like a client yesterday and I were talking and she was like, when I tell myself I don't want to cry, I feel so tight. But when I let myself cry, it washes through me. And then I feel so much more like grounded and connected back to myself in those moments. And I think that's what I'm talking about here is knowing that whatever is coming up, that we get to love ourselves through it and accept that and accept that part of being human is having all of this messiness. The quote again, the hardest part about being human is being human. We want to be human, but the perfect version. And the the messiest versions of ourselves are the parts that make us the most human. And they're the parts that should be celebrated because we all have some messiness. We all do. And I think the more we try to like clean ourselves up from this messiness, the more sterile our life becomes. And it just becomes like everything has to go a certain way. Whereas when we're able to 
make a little bit more space for self-love to include all of the parts of ourselves, then we're able to show up. And instead of trying to have life be like this perfect little thing in a perfect little box, then we can actually just live our life and trust that we will be able to move through whatever is coming up. A couple last things to wrap up here. And again, I, I just had a few notes written in my journal next to me. And so I'm grateful that you kind of went along <laughs> this this train of thought with me, the trail of thought. I don't know which one is correct there. But I think that this is just kind of like like Shrek says, or the donkey says, I forget which one in the movie Shrek, but like ogres are like onions and onions have layers. I honestly forget what the quote is. I'm kind of butchering it, but it's like onions have layers and we peel the layers bit by bit. And I will say, I will say that I am proud of myself for the ways that I have continued to show up and the ways that I have done my best throughout not only my life, but especially in these last like seven, almost eight now years of continuing to get to know myself, continuing to practice loving myself. And I just think that there's no finish line to it in the sense that there isn't necessarily just like one day that I'll wake up and everything will be perfectly loving. (laughs) You know, that word perfect, (laughs) it's like there's no such thing. And so instead of trying to get to that place where I never have uncomfortable feelings or am fully accepting all parts of myself, I'm just going to be doing bit by bit and really practicing in the micro moments, trusting that all of me is okay. It's safe to have these uncomfortable experiences and emotions and that I will always find a way to keep moving forward. Not necessarily forward into like fixing or growing things, but just keep moving forward and keep living my life. And this brings up kind of this notion of do you have to fully love yourself before you can love someone else? Um, And I kind of just alluded, but I don't necessarily think there is a place where we fully love ourselves. I think it's just a continuous practice. And so my belief is that waiting until we just like fully love ourselves before we love another person and that like we wait for this like perfectionist time far, far away where we have to be fully loving ourselves before we can give that to our partner. I don't think that's true at all. And I think that what I've learned in my relationship with Nate is that as I've received love and support from him, I've realized that I have to give it to myself as well. But getting that from another person can be so special along the path to continuing to love ourselves more. What I have realized is that when Nate is being super loving and I'm not in a place to receive it and maybe I have some walls up and some guards up or I'm not feeling so loving towards myself, I do notice that there is like this layer that's hard to kind of get to. It's hard to get through this like layer of the wall or the guard and me to receive the love from him when I'm not feeling connected and loving towards myself. And so that's why I think this self-love journey is important 
because yes, of course we can get love from others and love from others is so beautiful and so wonderful, whether it's our partner, friends, family, community, it feels so great. But if we're going to receive it and really believe it, then we start by loving all of ourselves first. So to kind of wrap up this episode, I just want to share my intention for how I'm going to move forward and practice this. It's not, again, going to be something that I just check off my to-do list and is done, but I've really realized lately that after a couple of cycles of just continuing to still be so hard on myself and then being hard on myself for being hard on myself, I really just want to practice loving all of it more unconditionally. And what I mean by unconditionally is like not just picking the stuff that I do or don't love, um, you know, because that's really then more of a preference of like, oh, well, I prefer this and I prefer that about myself. But no, practicing unconditional acceptance for all of it. And that includes the part of myself that gets hard on myself, the part of myself that wishes I loved myself more and just making space for everything. And by unconditional love, I'm not necessarily here to advocate for anything that's like really harmful to others or to ourself. I'm not necessarily saying that by practicing unconditional love that we excuse behaviors that are either abusive to ourselves or to others. I'm just saying practicing making space for more acceptance for the messiness. <sighs> that felt good just to, to kind of come on here and, and share what was on my heart today. I am sure many people can relate to what I'm sharing about this quest for more acceptance of ourself and the practice of it. And I really hope that this message resonated with you today. If it did, send me a DM at you love and you learn to share more. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening to the you love and you learn podcast. If you've been enjoying the podcast, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could rate and review the podcast because the more ratings and reviews there are, the more people that can hear this message and it's really important to me to get this message out to the world and to create a space where people can learn about love and relationships in a way that is not judgmental in a way that helps them expand their perspective from the cultural narratives that we've heard and seen in the movies and in hollywood and the media and the more ratings and reviews that are there the more people that can hear this message. So thank you again so much. It really means the world to me that you are listening and see you in the next episode.